Hello and welcome to Books, the podcast, the only podcast about books. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we're booksmen. If we ever got into a life of crime, we could do Crooks, the podcast. Ooh. Should we do that for 2020? We're crooksmen. <laughs> yeah, we've been calling up your grandmas and lying and taking Oh, I their... thought we'd be talking about crimes. Yeah, crimes we did. Uh-huh. We we tricked your grandma into a scam. <laughs> that, that's the first crime you think of, preying on the elderly? Yeah, I mean, that's a perfect crime. Yeah. Nobody believes old people. Mine would be, uh, uh, like, uh getting crabs uh, from the part of the bay that you're not supposed oh, to get. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, these ones are too small. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But there, there's a lot of them. Yeah. They're two criminal bastards. <laughs> we have to find a way to to uh, work these two schemes <laughs> together. Tom, I uh, became, uh, I, I, I almost shed my booksman I almost image. Sh- I almost shed my pants. <laughs> Um, I got rid of most of my books this week. Oh, I saw you were posting on Instagram. About, we did a purge. Yeah. I thought about taking some of your books. Now it's like, no, I have books I need to get rid of. Yeah. Unless you're going to read them. Right. You know, but, uh. No, but I mean, there's like, I have a bunch of books that I've gotten for free and mm-hmm. stuff over the years where I look at them, I go, oh, I'm never going to read this. Yeah. I didn't buy this. In New York City. Every once in a while, every couple of years, I have this realization. It's like, if I don't use something every day of my life, I cannot afford the space to have it in my home. Yeah, you ever think about doing the math of, like, square footage and, like, how much you're paying to, like, store? Yeah. It's like, I should put another chair in here. Right. That way I'll have another place to sit. That's way better than having... You know, forty-five books that I already read and will never read again. Yeah, and if you, and if you start doing the math of like oh, these books cost like ten dollars a month to store, yeah, and uh, times twelve months a year, times ten years in a decade, times ten decades in a century. Suddenly, I have both the money and the space for that jacuzzi I've been saving up for. Yeah. That's what I mean. I buy a lot of books digitally mm-hmm. because I like that. I like being able to read it on whatever device is handy as well. Mm-hmm. But what I don't like is it's not as easy to like find something, especially in a nonfiction book where you're like referencing. Mm-hmm. Although on an ebook you can search, which is nice. Yeah, can't search in a regular. Well, you can the old fashioned way, flipping, yeah, flipping through using pages. your dang eyes. But sometimes your eyes don't work that well when mm. you're trying to find something. Um, so there's that. But then I also like having books to lend people mm. if it's something I like. Yeah, that's true. Um, I've I've decided I'm not going to lend. I'm just going to give them away. Okay. I don't want them back. Keep them. Yeah. I kept a lot of the books that I'm getting rid of off my Instagram post because uh-huh. it was embarrassing that I had a lot of these books. <laughs> And I also kept all the books that we've been reading for Books the Podcast off that because- Right. Those are worth money. Come on, man. This is our legacy. Yeah. The library that we leave behind. Right. Of (laughs) books you read in high school. Yeah. They're mostly in the public domain. Yeah. Um, I also saw this movie, Tom, Little Women. I was going to say before we get to that, that I was wondering why- did I talk about this on the show? I forget. Uh, why the fact that Little Women is in the public domain hasn't been exploited more f- 
more fully. Yeah. Uh, but I I don't think he did mention that. Though. But I have seen uh, there is apparently like a Japanese anime called Little Women Two, Joe's Kids or Joe's Children, hmm. and it's about Joe's kids. And then there is also a sequel called Little Men. That I think is also about their kids. There are a couple books that she wrote that Louisa oh, May are there? got. Yeah, I think. So those are the official canon. Yeah, uh, it's. Uh, I mean, it makes sense. It's it's kind of like Star Wars, where it's a generational story. <laughs> you know, you're seeing this generation. You get hints of the previous generation. Yeah, and you want to see what the next generation does. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a trilogy, Tom. It's Little Women or Meg, Joe, Beth, and Amy mm-hmm. uh, from 1968. And then, no, it's uh, earlier than 1968. 1868, sorry. <laughs> uh, you heard, you misheard. <laughs> it was written at Woodstock. <laughs> uh, Little Men, mm-hmm. Life at Plumfield. Oh, so with that's Joe's a real boys. one. Yeah. Okay. 1871. Oh, those sequels I was talking about were official. And Joe's Boys and How They Turned Out, a sequel to Little Men. <laughs> and is uh, Joe's boys and how they turned out one page and it's like not good, <laughs> dead, <laughs> bad kids <laughs> fell through the ice. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you ever wor- wonder about? I always think about this as as uh, a writer. Uh, that more, I get why they don't, but more books and movies should have people with the same name. <laughs> Yeah. If you really want to reflect real life, you know other Tims. I know other Toms. Mm-hmm. Nobody in movies or TV shows ever knows anyone with the same first name. You should them. read 100 Years of Solitude, Tom. Oh, that has a bunch of people with the same first name? To the f- point where you're just like, oh, shit, this is why they don't do that. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's why I I don't fault them. I get it. It's super confusing. Why You can pick any name in the universe. And you, you can make up a name. Why would you give yeah. two people the name John or whatever? You could spell it differently. It's true. With or without H's, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, My middle name's John with an H. The H. Which a H. Um, I saw the movie Little Women. Guess when I saw it, Tom? Today. Nope. Yesterday. No. Christmas Day. No. Christmas Eve. No. Day after Christmas. No. Two days after Christmas. No. New Year's Eve. Yes. Okay. New Year's Eve. It was a fine way to end out the to to round out this decade. Did the movie end as the ball dropped? Yeah. <laughs> that's a, I know that's not true. I know where you were. Uh, Tom, New Year's Eve. I do have to preface uh, this. Review, not this review, this discussion. Is, is sponsored by Little Women <laughs> uh, in theaters now. I watched, I, I, yeah, I went and saw the, the new, the Greta Gerwig one. Yeah. Uh, the Francis Ha presents <laughs> Lady Bird in <laughs> Little, Women. Little Women with Harry Potter. Midsummer <laughs> And more. And, and Timothy Sharp Sh- Objects. Chalamet and uh, Bob Odenkirk. Better call Saul. <laughs> uh, there are spoilers for the movie, and in I the know, book? yeah, no, 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 in this episode, and I okay. know that sounds stupid, right? Because we just read the book. Yeah, but there are, are things you, about this. Were you stupid? Were you dumb as rocks, Tim? Were you an idiot? You don't know what a book is. You think a book is just a collection of spoilers? 
No, Tom. <clears throat> no, I, I know. Crying? I'm fine. <laughs> cool it. Just I, uh, What I meant to say was uh, structurally it does some inventive things with the story, with the source material. And is it like Memento? It's like... It's like dang uh, Memento meets dang Pulp Fiction. Oh, wow. It's all jumbled. Yeah. And then also- Is there a lot of feet stuff in it? Some people might be interested. Uh, is there? There's this one part where uh, uh, Midsummer puts her foot in a uh, plaster thing to oh. like make a thing of her foot. Is it like a sex thing? I don't. I don't remember what it was. How is it shot sensually? No, she gets her foot stuck in it. Oh, uh, she's uh, funny. She's very funny. Uh, Florence Pugh. I was going to say Amy. Lawrence Pugh. <laughs> so there's there's uh, Sersha. Amy, Beth, Joe, and Meg. Yeah, we know. Sersha. Uh-huh. Ronan. Ronan plays Joe. Yeah. She's and like that, the main lady in this. You didn't tell me that she was like the main lady in the lady book. Lady Bird. Yeah, yeah, Joe's the main lady in the book. There's Meg by uh played by Emma Watson. Okay. Meg is the oldest yeah. and the prettiest. Yeah, she gets married off pretty quickly in this narrative. Well, okay. Uh Florence Pugh plays Amy. Mm-hmm. That's uh, Midsummer. And uh Eliza Scanlon plays Beth. She was in that show, I think, Sharp Objects. Um, okay, I, I don't. I, I'm. Fr- I know that's a show, but I don't know anything about it. Yeah, me it. neither. Uh, Laura Dern plays Marmy. We all know her. Timothy Chalamet plays Laurie. We all know him. Uh, Tracy Letts plays Mister Dashwood. That guy stinks, right? Mister Dashwood. Uh, the the friggin' boar that uh uh. What's her face marries? Oh well, he, he was Bear. Oh no 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 no! Oh, Bear is the one that Joe marries. Right. Meg marries Mister Dashwood. Right. Isn't he the tutor? No, that's oh, that's Mister Brook. Mister Brook. John Brook is oh. James Norton. Who's Mister Dashwood? I don't know who Mister Dashwood is. Oh man! <laughs> What's his first name? Mister. <laughs> I don't think there was a Mr. Dashwood. Or if there was, he was a more minor character. Who is he in this? Mr. Dashwood. But, like, what? what is his role in the plot? Oh, never mind. Uh, Mr. Dashwood is the, the publisher. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, he has a pretty great. minor role in the book. Well, not in the movie, my okay. friend. Um, well, that's why I was asking. I figured, oh, this yeah, must yeah, yeah. be somebody who's more elevated. Bob Odenkirk's uh, father, uh, James Norton. Norton plays uh, John Brooke. And that's Edward Norton's brother? Yeah. Uh, Chris Cooper plays Mr. Lawrence. Oh, I was about to ask. Hell yeah. yeah. My, he's such a kind old man. Yeah, Chris, Chris Cooper, I feel like has been away for a minute. No, you just haven't recognized him. <laughs> oh, he's a he chameleon. Looks, he looks, he's a dang chameleon. Yeah, he's, right? a, he's a damn good actor. Yeah. Um, oh, man. And then Meryl- he's, St- a, he's a real craftsman of an actor, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I'd like to see him in a, in a play. I'm sure he's been in many. I, I know, I should keep an eye out. 
So anyway, uh, and Meryl uh, Streep plays Aunt March. Yeah, who's a an old hag that nobody likes. And I gotta say, and this is where a spoiler comes in. Chris Cooper and Meryl Streep were both in adaptation together. Yeah. And the end of this oh, movie. Oh right. Yeah. The end of this movie uh, has a lot of similarities to the movie adaptation. <laughs> okay. Um. Is this about Greta Gerwig uh, adapting Little Women? Does it uh, fast forward to present day? Um, no, but it's about and her boyfriend Noah Baumbach's like I'm my, I'm making a movie about my my old marriage. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, my horrible divorce. <laughs> um, no, okay. So it starts out, and we're already uh, after the time jump. Friggin' right. Meg's married. That's what I've heard. That it. Uh... It it leaves pretty much like the first half of the book out. Nope, you're wrong. You heard wrong. Oh, okay. And maybe you heard wrong because you were too busy texting while people were trying to speak with you, Tom. I'm just texting an emoji, and it's sent. It's what emoji? Done. Can you read the text? It was a thumbs up. What was the what was it was that in response to the the war we're starting with Iran? Okay. <laughs> um, so Joe's in New York. She's tutoring. Right. Meg's married. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Amy is in uh, Paris, Paris with, with uh, Aunt March. Right. And, and Lori's not far behind. Yeah. And uh, Beth is ill. Right. So uh, Joe comes oh, back from Oh, we don't even get York. to see her catch scarlet fever? You do, Tom. Because, oh, because this movie the... jumps around like it's a friggin' uh, postmodern uh, masterpiece here. <laughs> what? I mean, uh, yeah, that makes sense, I guess. Um, so it actually is really cool watching kind of the the sad, more like you know the somber yeah. second half, mm-hmm. um, and then flashing back to the more joyful first ah. uh, half of their lives. Oh, that's an interesting way to tell the story because there's a lot. You know, I frequently describe that it feels like a, a series of television with a lot of episodes. Yeah. So that's an interesting way to kind of re-edit it to recontextualize uh, yeah. things happening in their lives. Um. Yeah. So so you you really see a lot of uh uh. You know, a lot of Joe going back uh, to 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 care for for uh, Beth, right? And a lot of uh, flashbacks come from that. Mm-hmm. But you're introduced to people before you see kind of their origin. It's it's very nice, Tom. It's it's very nice. <laughs> How long is this movie? Two hours and like fifteen minutes or something. It was it was long. No movie nowadays is under you know what? I watched a movie the other night that was I think a little over ninety minutes. That was bad, but I liked it. Yeah. Even a bad movie's fine if it's right. an hour and a half. Uh it was that movie that came out well now last year in ni- twenty nineteen, uh Serenity with uh Matthew McConaughey and uh Anne Hathaway. Is that the weird one with the weird twist at the yeah, end? Yeah, where it has a weird twist halfway through. Yeah. And it was kind of cool. I kind of liked it. Because yeah. it was over quick enough that I was like, all right, yeah. you didn't waste too much of my time. If that went on another 40 minutes, you would have been like, this fucking movie. Yeah. Yeah. More 90-minute movies with twists. Yeah. Or no twists. Yeah. Well, More 90-minute saying... movies where you just do whatever the hell you want, and it's yeah. fine. I can tolerate anything for 90 minutes. Right. This I mean, we've talked a lot about red eye. Yeah. 
my favorite movie. I've because... only seen it once in the theater. I went in not knowing anything about it, uh-huh. and it was short. Couple. It was mostly straightforward. There was like yeah. one little. It was twist like one in it. set. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Love it. Yeah, um, and that's what uh, Serenity. Like, there's really not many sets. Like, a lot of it takes place on a boat, which is a fun place for a movie to take place. Yeah, unless you have, unless you you get seasick, but then it's only ninety minutes. You get over it real quick. Yeah, I can put up with this <laughs> rocking. Yeah, the camera doesn't rock. Ah, uh, because it's stabilized. Yeah, stable to the. Thing. They, they, but the background looks like the... it's it's moving a lot. They more the camera to the ship. They or the ship to the camera on the starboard side. <laughs> Sometimes it require. It depends on what the shot requires. Yeah. Uh. So uh. You know the the things happen. It's it's a lot of fun. The the flashbacks are so much fun. Uh. The interplay. Did they between use the... any uh, Irishman esque technology to de-age them? I don't think so. I thought you were going somewhere else with the when you said Irishman. Um, if <laughs> Did you, they, they employ used, any Irishman in no, this movie? No, if they used any of the <laughs> anti-Irish slurs in the book. <laughs> yeah, or that. No, uh, they even had the uh, the pickled limes in there. Oh, nice. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of nice things. Yeah, I mean, I think that they they did a good job casting. It sounds like because those are all women who still look really young that right. I don't think it takes much to to in a flashback be like, oh, there's what they looked like. You know, like you were just talking about uh, Joe, you know, the one of the big last movies she did was Lady Bird, where she was playing, what, a 17 year old. Yeah. And you 100 percent believed it in the movie. So Florence Pugh is 23. Yeah, which, and I mean, that's like, she's actually like, I feel like a little younger than what she was playing in Midsommar. Yeah. Right? Because it was like a grad student. Yeah. But I mean, when she made that movie, she was probably 21, 22. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the movie starts with uh, Joe going to see Mr. Dashwood. Mm -hmm. And she's like, uh, hey, publish this story. 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 No, um, and he's just like, blah, blah, blah. who's Mr. Put, Dashwood played by? Uh, Tracy Letts. I don't know who that is. Tracy Letts, look him up. <laughs> he was Larry McPherson in Lady Bird. Is that mm. the dad? He was Lawrence Fields in The Big Short. He was Henry Ford II in Ford vs. Ferrari. Can I see a picture of him? Nah. You got his headshot ready? Yeah, I got it. Lay it on me. He looks like a guy. Yeah. (laughs) I don't recognize him. He's got like funny curly hair in this movie. For some reason in my head, I thought it was the guy who played uh, the Zodiac killer in Zodiac. Oh. What's that guy's name? He pops up in everything. I should know his name. He's great. What the hell? He also played this this scumbag on the Festivus episode of uh, Seinfeld. Ah, Who was that scumbag? The one that uh, was following Elaine around. Oh, right, right. Um, Was he in Zodiac? <laughs> no, I mean, that's not the guy who played the Zodiac killer. Okay. We'll come <sighs> back to it. Like every week, Tim, I bring up Zodiac and it makes me want to rewatch Zodiac. Just rewatch Zodiac. It'll make you feel good. And I haven't watched season two of Mindhunter. What the hell's wrong with me? Hmm. 
Also good. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, the Mr. Uh, Dashwood is like, nah. Yeah, we uh, don't want this filth from and a then woman. She's like, ah, just take a look. Yeah, yeah. and he's like, has she? Pre- she's pretending it's for a friend of hers because she yeah. doesn't have confidence. Yeah. Um, and then uh, uh, they uh have this thing. He reads it and he's crossing things out. And he's like, yeah, he's got his red pen out. He's like, well, all right, we'll take this one. And he's like, uh, let your friend know that we like him. Uh, we like these stories shorter and like more salacious or whatever. And yeah. she's like, that's I tried what to people put in... say about our uh, podcast. Yeah. When we first submitted them to a publisher. Um, <laughs> that's what HeadGum told us. <laughs> Make the episode shorter and more salacious. And she's like, how much will you pay? And he's like, normally for this kind of stuff, we pay 25 to $35. I'll pay you 20 Wow. Real dick move. Yeah, I mean, you could probably just say, uh, normally we pay 20 here's 20 Yeah. So anyway, she goes back. She's she's saving and, up. And as you know, 20 in nowadays dollars is 50 grand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Friedrich uh, Bear mm-hmm. is staying at her hostel or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or he's also teaching, tutoring the kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he reads her stuff and he's like, I, I didn't like it. Uh, das, I didn't like your stuff. Das is nine. <laughs> uh, he's like, I didn't like this. Who and played Bear? Louis Garrel. Okay, I don't know him either. Yeah, just some guy. Is he German, you think, or is he putting he on an accent? French. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Louis Garrel. Yeah. Sounds French. Yeah, he seemed to be like a... Bear was like a French guy in this. In this <laughs> oh, that's reason. weird. Anyway, he's like, I, I, di- I didn't like it. I didn't, I don't like your stories. And she's like, Oh, she doesn't take it well. Nagging. And he's like, No, I think you're a great writer. I think you're not writing what you uh, want to write. Right. Anyway, she gets called back. Because uh, Meg's dying. Mm. No, not Meg. Amy. Nope. Beth. Beth's dying. Yeah. So she goes back. And then you see the flashbacks of, of everybody. Oh, you know, I see. Of them growing up. You do see a flashback at one point where Beth, I'm going to jump around like the movie jumps around. Why not? Uh, where uh, Beth, you see her get scarlet fever, mm-hmm. uh, where she goes to bring food to a less fortunate family. Mm-hmm. I think on Christmas morning, mm-hmm. is it? Yeah. And the baby has scarlet fever. Oh, they're like combining two things then. Because the family goes to give. They uh, do that earlier. Oh, okay. But then she goes off and she's like, I'm going to do this again. different Christmas? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's when uh, Marmy is uh, visiting the dad. Right. Yeah, that's what happens in the book too. Yeah, and so she just goes alone. Mm -hmm. And then she gets scarlet fever. She catches it from the baby who dies. Yeah. They just mentioned that. And then uh, dies in her arms. And then they show Joe really watching over. Did they play that song? Oh, I just died in your arms tonight. Yeah, there was a lot of anachronistic <laughs> music <laughs> cues, which was really cool. <laughs> right. Um, and just the way they did this sequence, where she's uh, she's caring for uh, Joe's caring for Beth in mm-hmm. like the later time, and Beth is doing yeah really when badly. she thinks best. On death's door, yeah. but then she she sees the grim back. reaper at her bedpost. No, that doesn't happen in this book. Doesn't, in this movie, it doesn't happen in the book either. Yeah. It happened in my mind though. Cool, uh, but they juxtapose when she finds out that Beth's fever has broken. 
the right. first time, uh-huh. and she 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 gets real scared, and she runs downstairs, and she sees Beth at the table with Marmy, and they hug, and she's like, "Oh my god, this is so great!" And then they juxtapose it with when uh, she falls asleep and wakes up, and Beth isn't in the bed anymore, uh-huh. and she goes down the stairs, and she just sees Marmy crying at the table. It was fucking effective. Really, it was. Holy shit, Tom. So she thinks that- I thought I was going to get through 2019 without <laughs> weeping, and then on the very last day, the the last hours, I'm fucking crying my eyes out. So she thinks Beth died and they took her out without waking her up? I guess mm-hmm. that's believable. Yeah. Yeah. And they were like, uh, It happened the second time. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Spoilers. <laughs> I just told you that. But she comes back as a force ghost, right? Yeah. Um, at the wedding. The big wedding. <laughs> anyway, uh, they really, really play up more than I think you told me about uh, how Joe and Lori were just kind of made for each other. How like much she loved Lori and Lori loved her. And like Amy was like a little jealous about it. Mm-hmm. Meg was just like, Hey, you do what you gotta do. I'm gonna I'm gonna get married real real soon. My and Beth was just look, like, I'm weak. <laughs> First off, Tim, I don't like you uh, pitting me against Greta Gerwig. Mm. I mean, yes. The movie she made, an interpretation of Little Women, and me telling you about reading Little Women, yeah, we both put a lot of artistry into these interpretations. <laughs> <laughs> but even still, I don't like the comparison. It's not fair to her. Okay, well... Um, it gets built up so that when when uh, Lori mm-hmm. uh, or Teddy oh, as, like as, lays as it out, lays it out like it is Brutal. devastating. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, in the book, you can tell that they like each other, but then as it goes on, you get the impression of like, oh, Joe's like not. Not into anything with anyone. Joe sees this guy as a brother, like a very close brother. In the movie, it it doesn't seem that way. It seems well, like... I was going to say that that kind of makes sense, though, because then that would really drive home. Because in the book, like when he, you know, lays out his feelings, like he's devastated. So it would make more sense for them to lean into it more so that you get the devastation he's feeling. Yeah. Um, and they you've probably seen in the trailer the speech that she gives uh, when she was just kind of like, look, I believe maybe maybe it's in the quotes here. Um, but essentially, uh, women, they have minds and they have souls as well as just hearts. And they've got ambition, and they've got talent, as well as just beauty. I'm so sick of uh, I'm so sick of people saying that love is all a woman is fit for, mm-hmm. right? Like this feminist yeah. speech. But then she's all like, "But I'm so lonely." Is what she right. says after that. And so, well, that I mean, that's a lot of what happens in the book at too. At war with herself because right. she's like, "No, I want to prove myself as a human being, not as yeah. this this, but also like." I'd like to get married. I'd like to like fall in love with right. somebody. And, yeah, like, I don't want to just be here with my yeah. parents. So Lori goes makes an ass of himself in in Paris or whatever, mm. and then uh, then Amy has this big speech. <laughs> does, does he jump off the Eiffel Tower wearing a homemade uh, parachute suit? Yeah, 
<laughs> wow. But I've he, seen that video. It's horrifying. He's a success in this one. They rewrite oh, history a little okay. bit. He lands on his two feet with yeah, the, and he the runs, city of Paris. He runs to Amy's art studio. Cheering. And she gives this uh, this speech about like, oh, yeah, wha- yeah I want to get married. I need to marry this this other guy because yeah. like- uh, some I'm one of us allowed. has to marry a rich guy, and she's like, "I'm not allowed to do anything for myself. Like, yeah. once I get married, I'm somebody's property, and nothing." Yeah. It, she gives us this whole uh, speech, and mm-hmm. then they decide to get married or whatever. In the book, do they have it where, uh, you know, they're waiting for Amy and Lori to get home, mm-hmm. um, and Joe is just like, "You know what? If he asked me again, I'd accept." Um, I don't know if it's explicitly stated, but there's like a hint of it that she's kind of like reconsidering it. Right. She is like at first blush devastated when she, when she hears yeah. that they've married. Like it's like a a punch to the gut. That's a rough scene. This movie was really good by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's rough. And then, uh, and then. It cuts to, you know, after all this, mm-hmm. you know, the things happen. Amy falls through the ice. Beth dies. <laughs> uh, Meg, she buys the the dress material and her shithead husband gets angry or whatever. Right, yeah. and she has kids and whatever. Um, and it cuts to her. Uh, oh, uh, Meg. Nope. Beth had told her, like, Hey, write for me. Write what I want to. What I want to hear. Okay. And like she had written her this story about, uh, you know, essentially their lives as children. Mm-hmm. She's like, write that, and I will love this stuff. This is the true stuff, and it's essentially like, oh, like she's writing. Oh, I just want nostalgia. Yeah. She. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> she's like, give me fan service. <laughs> uh, and and uh, so she essentially writes the book Little Women. Oh. And calls it Little Women, and she yeah. brings it back to Mr. Dashwood now uh-huh. after everything. And uh, Mr. Dashwood is like, nah, no good. Mm. And she's like, ah, fuck. But then, but then he says, no good as a book, a movie, however. <laughs> and it goes, and he looks into the camera lens. <laughs> uh, Any way you want it, that's, <laughs> that's the way, way you need it. Um, no, and then this is this is when the movie loses me a little bit. Okay, because uh, this is this flash is, forward to the distant future. <laughs> no, this is this is uh, when it hits probably like the two hour mark, and yeah. it's just like, what a nice movie. Let's wrap it up, folks. <laughs> yeah. Bob Odenkirk is in it for two scenes. He hmm. he he he's cast because he looks like an old timey man when he has the the mutton chops oh, or whatever. Oh, that makes sense, yeah. Um and he just like looks like a sad man, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Um but then Mr. Dashwood's little girls run into his office and they're like, "What is this book? You have to publish this book. We love this book." Mm. And he's like, "Uh, oh, little girls like this book." So he calls her back in. Mm. Um and he's like, uh, "I want to publish your book." Um, and she negotiates, right? He tries to screw her over, yeah. and she negotiates because she's empowered and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, and you have to have the main girl, Joe, get mm. married at the end. Why mm. doesn't she get married at the yeah. end? And she's like, nope, this is the way the story goes. And like, yeah. part of the negotiation is like, 
And he's like, you got to put some more anti-Irish stuff in it. Yeah, that too. And then her accent comes in. She's like, I won't be putting any anti-Irish stuff in it. Um, <laughs> Breaks the fourth wall, Deadpool style. So she's like, all right, um, I'll sell out. Mm-hmm. I will make Joe get married, even though that's like against everything that Joe stands for. And then it flips to, it cuts to Bear coming to their house. A bear? No, Mr. Bear. Uh, a bear with a bow tie, <laughs> and 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 she comes down, and like uh, the whole family's like, uh, oh, you're. They all fall in love with him, and then he's like, well, I'm that gonna go to California, book, yeah. and then yeah, that also happens. And then she's like, all right, goodbye, and then the family's like, you must go after him. You're in love, and it's pouring out, and then it turns into like a rom. It's shot oh, like a rom com, like a rom com, like and the like, Notebook. Yeah, except it's it's a lot more. The tone completely shifts. Okay. Um, and it it becomes like a parody of the end of a rom com. Yeah. And she like flags him down at the station, and she's like, "Yes, yes, I will marry you." And they kiss, a and then a thousand it, times, yes. Yeah, and then it cuts back to Mister Dashwood, and he's reading it. He's like, and he's like, "Perfect." We'll call it Under the Umbrella, that last chapter. Um, and she was just like, okay. Um, and then you see them fall in love, and they start uh, uh, school for girls and some boys, too. Oh, okay. In the book, it's just boys. Yeah. And then everybody has this wonderful, uh, lovely time. Aunt March is dead, so they've inherited this, and their lives are all great now. But then it cuts to her watching the book being published all alone. Okay. So it's kind of like they try to leave it ambiguous in that like- But you're allowed oh, to believe it was all in her head? Yeah, that it was all the, what she wrote huh. in the book. So it's just like basically Greta Gerwig being like, look, it's well established that Louisa May Alcott didn't want this ending. She was pressured oh, into really? marrying her off. So I'm going to try to have it both ways. Yeah. Um, But one thing she does say, Joe says in the, in the movie is a quote like- uh, I don't know, something about, like, she'd rather be a spinster than, uh, like, uh, married to someone who she doesn't want to be married to. Right. And that's an actual Louisa May Alcott quote. Oh, okay. Not the character. So, like, she tries to fuse the life. And so, like, Joe publishes the book Little Women, which is these stories, and Joe becomes a Louisa May Alcott, like, analog in right. the book, in the movie. And then it just gets real meta and, and weird, um, and then like the happy ending is fake and shot real, real like cheesy like. Uh-huh. And then it, it felt like I think you're trying to have it both ways here, Greta Gerwig. Yeah. Um, but like if you're gonna try to have it both ways, uh, do it that way. Just like do it a little shorter. Right, <laughs> just speed it up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting because uh, I well I hadn't heard that about Louise May Alcott. And I thought that in the uh, book, it was handled well, that it was trying to say, like, well, Joe, like, don't be, don't close yourself off in the hopes of, uh, like, no, I'm, I'm independent, I'm, I have to strictly be alone. Uh, don't close yourself off when you meet a good man a man who is going to support uh, the things you love, who isn't going to view you as his property and his 
you know, you're here to pump out kids and that's it. Right. That was kind of like, no, 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 Joe. Like, look, this took you a while, but you finally realized, like, no, this is what I want. Like, I shouldn't be so, uh, like, dogmatic about my beliefs. Right. I I should allow my beliefs to... uh, Evolve. Yeah, to evolve and not to trap me from finding happiness for myself. Yeah. And and she f- is able to marry a guy that she truly cares about while still doing the work that she thinks is important to her and even more work with like the kids and stuff. Right. Although the book is just boys. Yeah. I mean it was, it was nice. It was uh I think it was handled well. Does Greta Gerwig appear as Louise Alcott talking to the camera at any point? Yes. Throughout the whole movie. Did Hello. I not mention that? So they just have her in a box in the corner. You may think I'm Francis Ha, but well, this is no jo- joke. If anyone, it's going to be Joe that's Louisa May Alcott. Right. Because she wrote the book. But what if it? W- what if the movie ended and then it was like uh, it took another layer of removal and she's like, I'm Louisa May Alcott and this was the movie I made. Oh, she did say that at the end. <laughs> okay. She was dressed in some weird, like, Starfleet commander outfit, oh, neat. though. Yeah. And it's like, so, and this was a hologram projection. Yeah. And that I see created. my further adventures next summer. <laughs> uh, I can't believe you still haven't seen Francis Ha. Um, I was gonna. I was gonna watch it. I think it's uh, on Amazon or something. It's, it's on free. Netflix. Yeah. It's 95 minutes long. No, it's like 88 minutes long. Yeah, it's short. It's in it's black like and white, though. So yeah, you're cool. Not gonna like I don't have that. a color TV, though. <laughs> oh, well, then that's even better. <laughs> yeah. I remember as a kid, it was still an option to buy a black and white TV. Yeah, I had one in my kitchen. Yeah, right? Yeah. Where it was just like, oh, do you need a TV somewhere where sound is more important than uh, video? Like a place like a kitchen, they were small TVs. You couldn't yeah. buy a big black. It had like white a TV. radio built into it. Yeah, too. yeah. I remember also they Stuff still used to suck. They used to sell black and white monitor computer monitors still. Yeah. What? Why they even make those in the first place? Because they were cheaper. I know, but it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. You already figured out how to make colors. Don't make it black and white. Oh, what do you think of these bezel-less uh, TVs that are coming out? Uh, I mean, my TV already doesn't have much of a bezel. No, but wait until you I see. I know, then they really have no bezel. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, is it, it doesn't have a bezel because, like, the screen wraps around behind it a little bit? Um, it's, I guess, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I guess probably. I mean, I know that's how, like, uh, phones, like, uh, both of our phones, we both have iPhones, Tim. Mm-hmm. That display is actually wrapped underneath a little mm. bit, underneath the phone into the innards. That's how they can get it to go edge to edge. Cool. Just a little yeah. technology for you, tech talk, a little I tech mean, talk. If anything's going to make it feel like the future, <laughs> screens with no bezels everywhere is going to be like, whoa, we've fucking arrived. I don't know. I I feel like you see screens with very small. Yeah, but very small is not no. <laughs> Where are you seeing these TVs, by the way? It got leaked to the internet but ahead of ahead of ahead of CES. Fuck you, Tom. What do you mean it got leaked? You fucking look up the well, dumbest what? things all the time on the internet. You're just like, I say something that is is not far off from what you always fucking talk for 
hours and hours and hours about it. And you're just like, fuck you. What is this? Shut up. You're an asshole. <laughs> well, what do you mean it got leaked? Before the announcement. Like a picture of it? Yes. Okay. Tom? I'm you know just, how you know I'm, how every time the, the new dog. the new iPhone things leak, yeah, and I'm you like, clean yeah. your jeans. No, and I'm like, hey, did you see this? And you're like, no, I didn't see this. You're too busy looking at TV leaks. That's what I found <laughs> yeah, out. Exactly. I'm no, I'm surprised. Just be, fucking asshole. Listen, let me talk for a fucking minute. I'm surprised. That you were that impressed by like a leaked photograph? Yeah, it looked cool. It le- they leaked the marketing photos. Oh, and stuff. okay. Yeah. Oh, I thought this was like a grainy picture from no. like an elevator. Or no, something. like they were announcing it at CES and like Who's the ads the, and stuff. Who's the manufacturer? Samsung. Oh yeah, they make a lot Samuel of Samuel Sung. Yeah, they make that folding phone, the yeah. Samsung Fold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you feel about these folding phones? I don't care. I like to fold the phone. I think it would be cool to like play with for like literally forty five seconds before I'd well, be that, like, "Cool, all right." Well, that's what I saw. Uh, they they're making that new uh, Razor uh, folding phone, four blades. No, you know the Motorola Razor. Yeah, they're like remaking it, but as a folding phone. Hmm. So when you open it, it's the size of like a you know regular <clears throat> phone. Um, but the the uh, like first impressions that I saw, they were like, the point of making a new razor phone is the idea that you're gonna flip this thing as like a fidget toy because <laughs> that's what everybody did with yeah. old razor phones. So like this thing's gonna have to be able to be uh, unfurled like a million yeah. times because people are anybody that has it is just gonna play with it all the time. Yeah. And it remains to be seen if these uh, screens can hold up to that kind of abuse. Maybe we should all just throw our phones in the river. Then how would we call somebody? You'd yell. If there's trouble. How would you call? You'd scream bloody how murder. How would you call a phone sex number, Tim? you just scream, I want phone sex? Yeah, or I want real sex. <laughs> Sometimes you don't want real sex. Sometimes you Yeah, need... well, guess what? Uh, you can't have real sex. This HBO took it away. <laughs> I know. It's not even on the HBO Go late no. night. Thing there is no late night tab. What? Oh, I didn't even know that. How am I supposed to watch a manual? Yeah, they've they've rebranded. Oh, garbage. You just have to look up pornography the old fashioned way on the internet, Tom. <sighs> or go to the woods. All right. Uh, w- w- <laughs> this is how we end our little women series. <laughs> Uh, how are we picking the next book? Uh, it'll be posted uh, a quick lightning twenty four hour thing. Okay. Poll. So, poll. On so Patreon.com. Yeah, look for that email, folks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm, I'm going to go see this movie soon. Yeah, you should. It's lovely. Yeah. I mean, it's I, nice. I didn't like the book in the beginning. I felt it was meandering, but then by the end, it was like, oh, it's meandering because these characters are, are very uh, uh, complex. Yeah. And they want you to really understand the characters before... Uh, the, you know, life hits some kind of yeah. Some really good chemistry within the cast. Oh, I could see that. Yeah, yeah that's a good cast. Really I mean, it's well a great done. cast. Yeah, and like it's a great cast of all people that I feel like no dogs. <laughs> what is that supposed to be? Sometimes they dress up a dog like a person. <laughs> that's very rare. You're thinking of the Airbud series exclusively. Yeah. Uh, 
I feel like everybody in that cast, even like uh, the the parents, Bob Odenkirk and Laura Dern, and like Chris Cooper and stuff, all people that anybody who works with has nothing but nice things to say. <laughs> you love that in a, <laughs> in a Hollywood story. Well, because I think that that Everybody makes, always has nice things to say about that it. That makes for a nice environment. Yeah. You know, you got all these people that are just professionals and very nice people. And Greta Gerwig seems like a very nice person. You don't hear any stories about her being like a maniac director. It's like, no, nah, we're all going to, everybody Wasn't gets it. Wasn't there somebody live tweeting her watching a different movie in a movie theater and she's like being snarky about it? That's fine if she's going to be snarky about something she didn't make. Yeah. And also, <laughs> if somebody's live tweeting her, come on, get a life. You know who I saw when I was driving over here today, Tom? Who? Ted Allen. Who's Ted Allen? Host of Chopped. Where'd you see him? On he the was street? crossing the street. Wow. He was jaywalking, and I almost hit him with my car. Oh, that would have been a I bad. didn't almost hit him with it, but he was doing that thing, you know, when you walk out into the street, yeah, and, he gives and you somebody let the a car pass. Like... He's like, hey, I'm letting you go. It's like, yeah, you're letting me go. I'm driving a car, and you're not, uh, you're against the light. And... Why didn't you roll down the window and say, hey, chop this? Because I, I, I literally went, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, I said it out loud. I almost chopped the chopped guy. Yeah. No, I didn't almost hit him. I almost squished him. Could have. I almost minced him. All right. Thanks <laughs> what do for you call patron. rolling somebody over? Rolling? Yeah, I almost rolled him like a rolling pin on dough. That's a good place to stop. Uh, thanks for being a patron. Uh, uh, we look forward to reading the next book with you. <laughs> what a, is that going to be the close for every book <laughs> <Yeah>. now? <laughs> Happy readings. All right. Bye. Thank you.